The scripture is Romans 8, 26 through 30. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those whom He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. This is the story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks be to God. The Holy Spirit knows our weakness. Does anyone but me find that both incredibly comforting and also incredibly embarrassing? Yes, it does comfort me that I don't even need to be able to find the words to express my deep hurt and my overwhelming weakness for the Holy Spirit to know just what I'm feeling. And yes, it does comfort me that even when those words won't come, I can be assured that the Holy Spirit will be there on my behalf, putting my groans of pain into words before my Lord. The embarrassing part, well, the embarrassing part is how often this has happened in my lifetime. Even in the years since I made the choice to give my life in service to God and God's children, I find that the number of times I have found myself on my face before God without the words to tell God how sorry I am for once again failing to trust or to believe or to obey, it's embarrassing. Anyone else feel this way? I suspect I'm probably not alone. If I look back with honesty at those times that I was feeling overwhelmed and inadequate to serve God, I would have to admit that I tend to sometimes forget a few things. This scripture passage reminds me that there are three things that I may not be remembering in those times. Not only does God have a plan for me, but God will work on me and in me to create a new person, one that more closely resembles Jesus. And through it all, when I come up against things that challenge me, that threaten to break me, or that I feel that I can't overcome, God will work things out for good in some way. That may not be to remove the situation that I'm up against. Rather, it may be that God will change me in some way to enable me to endure the situation and come out the other side whole and healthy and strong. God has a purpose for me. The scripture says that God has a purpose for us all. Each of us has given gifts that God expects us to use to bless the world in some way. You might be thinking, but surely I can't do anything big or meaningful or important for God, right? You might be thinking that you're not smart enough or rich enough or important enough to make a difference for God. You might even be thinking that you're too old or too shy or too sinful for God to use you. Yes? Well, here's the thing. God can use anyone, 
Yes, even you. Don't believe me? Let's go back to the scriptures and see who God used back in the days of the Bible. There were Adam and Eve who didn't obey God, even though they were literally living in paradise. Spoiler alert, they may have been the first to disobey, but they certainly were not the last. There was Noah, who was far older than any of us will ever dream of being. There was Rahab, who was sinful and not even one of God's chosen people. And David, who was a murderer and an adulterer. Jacob lied, Thomas doubted, Matthew stole, and Paul was actively persecuting and killing God's people. And yet God chose to use them despite their shortcomings and their failures and their not enoughs. Now let's look at what happened when they chose to follow God's purpose. Adam and Eve, they became the parents of the human race. Noah saved his family and the animals from the flood. Rahab saved the spies. And David became the much loved and respected leader of the Jewish people. Jacob fathered 12 sons who would become the 12 tribes of, of Israel. Thomas believed, Matthew witnessed, and Paul became the cornerstone of the new church. Any one of these people probably would fall into the, our category of not being able to serve God and certainly not chosen by God for a purpose, if we didn't have their stories in scripture to tell us how things turned out. And the stories of God using the last, the lost, and the least to bring about amazing things in God's name didn't stop when the scriptures were completed. All throughout history, there are stories of people that trusted God and saw God at work as a result. Our lives today still tell the story of God and how God works in people's lives. There are so many stories of people who have turned their lives around when they came to know God, decided to trust God, and committed to living their lives for God. Take the case of the woman who tried to commit suicide and felt like she had ruined all chance of doing anything at all for God. But God was at work and used that experience to give her a deeper compassion for those who are struggling and a desire to help others find the healing that she was able to find. Or the man who spent time in prison and while there met someone who shared the gospel with him and he ended up going to seminary and creating programs for prisoners that would help them turn their lives around. Or the reformed KKK leader who repented of racism and now works to fight against racism. Or the drug dealer who left behind his unhealthy and destructive lifestyle to eventually become a church planting pastor. Now, it's true that the majority of us won't have that drastic a change in how we live our lives, and that's okay. There's no change too small or too insignificant when it leads to us trusting God and being willing to do what God has called us to do. Maybe, like me, you often forget that God is working on changing those who have chosen to follow the path God has for them. Looking back, I can see now that even though, or maybe even especially through the hard times in my life, God was there working on me to make me into something that more closely resembles Jesus. When we make the choice to allow God into our lives, into our hearts, and to change us, God gets right to work. 
I'm reminded of a series of videos my kids and I have enjoyed by two men who call themselves the Skit Guys. In one of the videos called God's Chisel, Eddie is playing God and responds to Tommy's prayer to change him and make him more like Jesus. Eddie takes out a hammer and chisel and starts chipping away as Tommy winces with discomfort. Their skit continues as God reminds Tommy that God doesn't make junk. And that if Tommy allows God to take away the things that are weighing him down, people will begin to see Jesus in Tommy. An important moment in the skit is when God reminds Tommy that he has not let God down because he was never holding God up. This speaks to me because one of my biggest stumbling blocks when I first went into ministry was I was afraid that I would fail and somehow would let God down. Have you ever hesitated to do something because you were afraid that if you failed, you would let God down? Have you ever felt like you already did let God down? Like you made a bad choice or, or a huge mistake and that God was going to be disappointed in you? We all have. Not a single one of us is anything near perfect, not even close. But here is the good news. God already knew that when God called you, God knew it. He knew that you weren't perfect. He knew that you were going to make mistakes. But here's the cool thing. God loves us just as we are. But God also loves us too much to leave us just as we are. Now, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense, Jen. If God won't leave me where I am or how I am, does God really love me? The answer to that is yes. God can both love us just as we are and desire for us to improve so that we can live our very best lives at the same time. Finally, we come to the part of this scripture that I love the most. And we know that in all things, God works for the good for those who, are, who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. This can be a hard one. When I was a baby Christian and I first heard this verse, I thought it meant that if I loved God and God loved me, God would always fix the things in my life that were hard or challenging or sad, or that I just plain didn't want to be part of my life. And when it didn't work that way, I thought it meant that God didn't really love me or want to work through me. Sure, sometimes God does remove the challenge. Sometimes the cancer is cured or a new job happens when we need it, or the abusive spouse changes and becomes loving and supportive. But sometimes the disease is not cured and we must learn to see life in a new way, to appreciate different parts of our lives. Sometimes we remain in financial difficulty and must learn to be creative with what we have and to rearrange our priorities. Sometimes the abusive spouse stays the same, but the victim becomes stronger and finds the courage to leave. Sometimes the blessing that comes is not that the challenge is removed, but that our fear and our worry are removed as we trust that God is there to give us the strength and the peace that we need in difficult times. Sometimes what God changes is not the situation, it's us. So what does all this mean for us? What can we learn from this scripture that will help us to become stronger or healthier, that will help us to serve God and other people better? Well, the bottom line is this. We are God's beloved children. 
God loves us with a strength that we can't begin to imagine, just as we are. God does not make junk, so who we are is just right to God. But if we allow God into our lives, God will help us to become an even better version of ourselves. If we allow ourselves to be humbled, to be refined and perfected, we will be a witness to the world of what the love of God can do in a person's life. Thinking back to the, the drug dealer and the KKK leader and the others, they allowed the love of God to change them and they became witnesses to others who then allowed God to work in them. And so the ripples expanded and expanded and expanded and expanded. And who knows how many people are allowing God into their lives and into their hearts now as a result. The more we take this pieces, piece of scripture to heart and remember these things, the easier it will be to face the trials of life and to be witnesses to others of God's kingdom. God has a plan. God will work in us to bring us to perfection. God will work things for the good for those who love the Lord and are called according to God's purpose. These things are easy to remember, but sometimes not so easy to live. As we close today and as we go forward into the rest of our week, Think about what God is calling you to. How God is working for good in your life. And how God is working on you to bring you closer to perfection. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we come before you so very aware of our shortcomings and our failures. We are afraid we can't possibly be capable of doing anything for you. But your words remind us that not only do you have a wonderful plan for us, but you won't leave us, just leave us to work out that plan without your help. Thank you for loving us enough to not leave us where we are and for working through our lives to bring good into your world. Please give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom and the patience and the perseverance to discern your plans, to allow your Holy Spirit to work in our lives and to embrace the new us, the new me's that you are working to build. These things we pray in the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ, amen.